Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, being joined by Devin Hassan and David Woolman. It is 11.30 on a Monday, gentlemen, and we are here. We have a week 11 of high school football season is upon us, and you know what that means, man. It is time to sift through some tiebreakers. Everybody's favorite ice cream headache when it comes to high school football. Um, yeah, so with it being the last week of the regular season for our 5A and 6A high schools, that means there's plenty at stake this week, whether it's district championships, playoff berths, and um, we've uh, in years past we've devoted this last episode of the regular season to trying to just kind of set the stage and try to sort through as much of the potential chaos as we can because, um, I mean, sure enough, there's plenty of uh, chance at just that um, later on this week. So we're going to kind of uh, we're going to kind of go district by district and um, try to, I guess, uh, you know, we don't want to linger too long because some of these districts can be a little bit more complex than others. But just try to do the best we can to just kind of give you all an idea as far as what is at stake, as far as who needs what to happen to accomplish whatever on, uh, you know, later on this week. So let's um, yeah. So let's just get um, let's get ready for some uh, some good old tiebreaker talk. I, first off, how much um, uh, what was this like for you? you guys because obviously with um you know with the uh, the pandemic and whatnot and the districts kind of being left up to their own devices to um kind of come up with their own procedures um did it feel a little bit different than years past having to go through and try to sort out the um you know this potential chaos that was completely different yeah. <laughs> i mean it's, it's it's the no contest and the forfeits yeah. and 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 the the, the the fact that every district uh was given the freedom to decide their own way of doing things but um you know Point differentials in three- and four-way ties are hard enough. But when you start factoring in the no contest and how every district tries to even the, the slate out at the end, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that was it's just been mind-numbing at times trying to figure out. Well, we'll, um, we'll get to the mind-numbing part in a bit. Let's quickly start with the districts that have everything wrapped up heading into this week as far as just uh, the teams that have qualified for the playoffs. Now there might be an instance here or there where seeding is still up for, uh, you know, up for, up for grabs. But as far as the districts that have already determined their four playoff teams in our coverage area, at least, um, you know, you look at a district like seven, five, a division two, actually both of our seven, five, a's are pretty, uh, are pretty nice and uh, nice and ironed out in seven, five, a division two. We know the four playoff teams, you know, Lovejoy was able to wrap up the district championship. Um, they're going to be the one seed. Then you have Frisco and second place at four and one Frisco after that loss to Lovejoy had its last two games COVIDed. So they, um, you know, they are, um, they're done until the start of the postseason. And then you have Denison and Frisco Liberty that are were tied for third place right now at five and two Denison just beat Liberty last week though. So they have the head to head. And um, I guess, you know, depending on what happens with their games later on this week, there could be a flip flop of those, of those two teams, but those are going to be your four playoff teams in seven, five, a division two in seven, five, a division one. 
it's um it's kind of the same. You have um one team that is you know locked up a district title at the uh, at the top with Highland Park being the one seed. You have a tie for second place between Longview and Sherman at three and one, and then McKinney North in fourth place. They're at three and three. They'll get into the playoffs. Now there is obviously a scenario where you know McKinney North is done. They've already wrapped up the regular season, and even though there's still a half game up on Tyler, Tyler could theoretically win. They could pull an upset on Friday, but that would only tie them with McKinney North, and North already beat Tyler head to head. So North, despite the three and three record, they are in the playoffs as well. Again, there is a scenario where, depending on how that two seed shakes out between Longview and Sherman, because they're both three and one, and they had their game against each other uh, canceled due to COVID. So, uh, but as far as teams relative to our local coverage area, though, McKinney North in the playoffs in seven five A Division One. Um, Poteet's already got it locked up in six five A Division Two, but I guess there's still a little bit of um, as far as what seed they're going to be, though, that's still kind of up for uh, up for debate. Yeah, uh, you know, South Oak Cliff. Uh, wrapped up this district uh, last week uh, by beating Kimball. They're going to be the top seed. Poteet and Kimball go into this week uh, head-to-head on Friday night, both 6-1. and Uh, They're both already clinched. Um, But it's kind of – it's a big game because you kind of look ahead and – if you're the third seed, you get either Alito or Mansfield-Timberview in the first round, That's and you'd awesome. rather have somebody else. <laughs> Put off um, that one as long yeah, as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but those those three teams have, have separated themselves. I think if there was a middle-tier Hillcrest is right there, they play Spruce with mm-hmm. basically the winner of that game getting in as well. But uh, the big one is Friday night at Spray with Poteet and Kibble play. And then over in um, over in 6A, you know, we still have them. There's still a lot to be decided there. But it does appear that District 9-6A, the Garland ISD Wiley District, which has been the center of plenty of attention in, um, in recent weeks, um, it does seem like by hook or crook they have four playoff teams too. If, if you wanted to pick a district, to sum up what is the COVID <laughs> madness are. of this season, uh, it's nine six eight. They're you know, the mascot. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they thought a little outside the box mm-hmm. going in. Uh, you know, we talked about that early on with their pods. They mm-hmm. decided to do two pods, two zones, in case the full district slate couldn't get played. That sure enough came to, to fruition. So essentially, their playoff games were supposed to be now almost three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, because he had they played three. Uh, Three of their teams in their pod, and then they seeded them. They played cross away. So Saxe and Wiley punched their tickets back on November 13th. Yes. They already know they're going to the playoffs. The other two got postponed because of COVID. Supposed to be played this past weekend. Uh, Naaman Forest punched their ticket um, on Friday. Lakeview and Garland were supposed to play on Saturday. And then I get an email late Friday night saying, oh, by the way, um, that game is canceled because we had the other positive uh, test. <laughs> so Lakeview and Garland gets shelved. Well, the law, the, the, the rules, district rules state that the higher seed, if that game is not able to uh, get played, gets mm-hmm. in, which was Lakeview as the second seed. However, because their quarantine date didn't start till later, not only could they not get that game in, Lakeview would also have to miss the by-district round of the playoffs. It would be a forfeit. So Garland ends up getting that uh, that fourth playoff spot. What a mess. So if you look at the standings as they stand, you have Naaman at 5-1, and one, and they're in. In second place, you have a one-loss Lakeview team at 3-1. and one. The only other team with a winning record is Rowlett, three and two. Mm-hmm. So two of the three teams with winning records are not going to be in the playoffs. You have Saxe and Wiley tied for fourth. They're both in. And then Garland tied for sixth place with South Garland <laughs> is headed to the playoffs. So, I mean, it's just in a nutshell of all the bad COVID madness and what this has done. Uh, you know, 9-6-A is, is a perfect example. But bottom line is – 
they're they're fearless sets um, unless something really strange happens and there's another COVID case uh, you know that affects one of the playoff teams and then they go through the alternate system uh, where Rowlett's now the first alternate because like you can't play the first round either so I mean we could get to a point where North Garland who hasn't won a game all season if there's enough alternates could be in the playoffs oh, wow. what a district man <laughs> yeah yeah what a district um, all right let's try to I guess level out a little bit and just um all right so let's talk about the districts though that do have you know things um, you know, that are still at stake heading into this week, um, and we can um, we can talk about I guess the lone five A district that we still have hanging out there that still has plenty up for grabs. That being five five A Division One. So um, a quick update on where things are at heading into the final week. You have um, Den Ryan in first place. They are six and zero. Lone Star is in second place at five and zero. Those two teams will play on Friday to determine the district champion. Then you have Reedy in third place at four and two. A tie for fourth place between Independence and the Colony. They are both three and two. Um, Wakeland is in sixth place at four and four. Although I believe, did you say earlier, Devin, that Wakeland is there's no scenario where Wakeland can get in? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Okay. Um, then to round things out, you have Centennial two and five. Centennial, which pulled a heck of an upset over Reedy to just only <laughs> muddy things up even further. Um, Heritage is in eighth place at one and six, and then Denton High at zero oh and seven in ninth place. Um, so yes, there's three games that are um, of relevance towards the playoff picture this week. As we mentioned, Lone Star Ryan, the big one on Friday. That one will determine the. Uh, the top seed from this district. And then you have Reedy and the Colony. They play head-to-head. And then you have Independence and Heritage. So, um, uh, Devin, David, whoever wants to kind of take the reins, um, but from what you guys have been able to discern, um, how do we, I mean, we know it's a stake between Ryan and Lone Star. Mm-hmm. That's the easy part. It's more so those other those other two playoff seeds. So how do we get to the bottom of this later on this week? Uh, interesting, interesting formula. <laughs> but um, from what I understand is that uh, – if Independence wins, it seems like they're in the playoffs. Okay, and, and so they would either grab the third or fourth seed. More more likely the fourth seed, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Um, but that come that's that's a little bit more easier scenario than the Colony and Reedy. Yes, and those two teams play Friday night at the Colony. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> who would have thought? Like you know, like the Colony just coming off this little COVID break, they're still in the playoff mix. Yeah. Like you know, thankfully, t- thanks to that uh, centennial win over Reedy. But <clears throat> from what I understand, you know, on the game on Friday, is that if Reedy, you know, wins, if Reedy wins, they're they're going to be the third seed mm. in the yeah. playoffs. But if the Colony can win by at least seventeen points, oh boy, yeah, here's where it comes in. Here's where it gets a little bit interesting. So if they, uh, the, uh, that's why I got a text message about this last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if the Colony wins by seventeen points, uh. uh I, I was understanding that this goes down to a coin flip. Oh, okay. So that's that, that's what I was told by by, by a coach. So, um, like, if that happens, then if Colony wins the flip, then they're the, they'll be the third seed in the playoffs. So just to earn that opportunity to have a coin flip decide their fate, they have to beat Reedy by 17 points. Yes. That's uh, who. That is uh, quite the rabbit hole to travel down. Um, Devin, how does that check out with kind of what you've been able to discern on how this district is uh, is looking right now? Yeah, I, I mean the it's it could be easy or it could be difficult. So, <laughs> yeah, of course, know. it's going to be yeah. difficult. Uh, you know, it's it, uh, like I say, going over the things. The, the most interesting uh, scenario would be if, if Independence was upset and uh, really beat the Colony, leaving mm-hmm. Independence and the Colony tied because. Their common opponents are the same. They've actually played, you know, they they have the same record. They'd be three and three against common opponents. 
going into this week, their point differential is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they didn't play one another. They didn't both didn't play Lone Star. So it's uh, it would go down to you know the, it, it, you see these tiebreaker scenarios. It's like A B C D E. You're getting down to like E F G <laughs> to, to determine you know yeah. if, if it's the, if it's you know who gets in between them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, it could be, uh, you know, I, I don't think independence is going to lose this week. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, and, and I think Reedy, I, I think they'll bounce back against, you know, after I think they were stunned a little bit, no doubt. uh, last week, they'll come back refocused. Uh, you know, stranger things have happened this year, obviously. Um, but it could work its way out to be kind of a simple, uh, situation. But, um, again, that's with all the, that's what Tommy years about. That's why they have like 8,000 different, uh, ways to, to, uh, settle tiebreakers. Over in Class Six A, we can look now for the rest of the way at our um, our Six A districts that are still um, up for grabs. Um, over in Five Six A, I'll talk a little Five Six A for a bit. So um, we have Allen, who is in first place. They are five and zero. Oh. Um, Geyer is in second place at five and one. So those two are in for sure. I believe McKinney Boyd is in as well. Even though McKinney Boyd is in third place at three and two, and there is a scenario where they can lose Friday to Prosper and be in a in a three way tie with Braswell of some other chaotic stuff happens elsewhere i was not able to find a scenario where boyd gets left out so again even though it looks a little even though again you could wind up in a tie you know with the other two teams um it does feel like at least from what i've been able to discern that boyd comes out on top in every possible tiebreaker so if there's a coach out there with board within the district that um has heard or seen otherwise um i'm you know then uh, then let me know but i've uh, again i've not been able to uncover a scenario yet where boyd gets left out so i'm putting boyd in with those other with those other two so that would then leave but obviously that doesn't diminish the stakes though for this week because you still have two massive games relative to the um that fourth seed um which would be decided by either prosper or denton braswell they are both tied um for fourth place right now at two and three mckinney's in sixth place at one and four little elm is at zero and five in seventh place mckinney and little elm are both eliminated um it's it's wild because if the playoffs started today Prosper wouldn't make it. Prosper, who has spent the majority of the season state-ranked among the state's top 20, 25 teams, a team that was basically they lost to Denton Geyer on the last play of the game. This past Friday, they put the scare of scares into Allen. They put up the stiffest test to Allen's, uh, now it's, I guess, what, 82 consecutive regular season wins, the stiffest test of any team across those 82 ball games, and they lost on basically a go-ahead touchdown with six seconds left. So that team would not be in the playoffs if the postseason started today because they have that head-to-head loss to Braswell hovering over like a uh, like an albatross. So basically, Prosper has to find a way to shake themselves from Braswell in order to qualify for the playoffs. And they've basically now put themselves in a position where they have to win Friday against McKinney Boyd. So the two games of significance in this district, you have Prosper hosting Boyd on Friday. And then the night before, you'll already learn if there's going to be any opportunity for chaos because you have Braswell hosting Allen. Um, you know, that one, um, again, Allen's going to be the decided favorite in that. That's a game I'm at least, I'm going to be there for that game. And I'm, it's at least on my radar, just given what, you know, some teams have done as far as um, kind of spreading the ball around through the air on this Allen team, you know, Little Elm, you know, 
thrown for almost 500 yards on them. Prosper, you know, Jackson Berry, he completed over 75% of his passes against them in that game last Friday. And Braswell has what's at least on paper the best receiving core that Allen will have seen this season. So that game has at least got my attention. Um, again, but, you know, so you have a scenario, though, where even if Braswell loses, Prosper still has to win Friday because, like I said, Prosper and Braswell are tied. Braswell has the head-to-head. So, you know, if Braswell and Prosper lose, Braswell still gets the edge via head-to-head tiebreakers. So Prosper all of a sudden now is in must-win territory um, Friday against McKinney Boyd. Um, there's... Again, there is, I guess, the chance for potential chaos if you do get some crazy upsets. If Braswell does the, uh, if Braswell decides to shock the world this week and um, and defeat Allen, you have a scenario there where um, you know you could get a three-way tie for third place if um, if Prosper then is able to defeat McKinney Boyd. That would tie all three of those teams at three and three, and then that's where you go down this um, you know this um, this point differential rabbit hole, and where it would it basically would create a scenario where because you have McKinney Boyd, they blew out Braswell. And then you have Braswell, they beat Prosper by 18 points, and there's a 17-point cap on any point differentials for that district. So you have a scenario there when, you know, you'd have, like, if it came down to point differentials between those three schools and their head-to-head matchups, you have Boyd, who'd currently be plus 17, Braswell, who would be zero, and then Prosper, who would be minus 17. So then you would create a scenario where Prosper would have to beat Boyd by 17 points on Friday just to draw even and get everybody's point differential down to zero and then you would then invoke the third tiebreaker in the district you mentioned the a b and c thing Devin. well this is down now to i guess option number c which would then be your record versus the highest other district teams from highest to lowest finish so how do they do against allen how do they do against Geyer? and then in that case it would actually be braswell's loss to mckinney that would be the decider and that would then advance boyd and prosper to the playoffs so that's a little bit tough to follow <laughs> it's it's certainly a bit of an ice cream headache, but um, the bottom line for Prosper is you got to win Friday. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what is at stake for the Eagles. So all of a sudden now, a team that was you know sitting pretty just a few weeks ago, and all of a sudden now their season is very much hanging in the balance, going up against what's been one of the better defenses in the area all season long, Friday against McKinney Boyd. Um, so that is a look at kind of where things are at over in 5-6A. Um, let's talk a little... Uh, I don't know how we discuss 10-6-A right now, given the <laughs> timeliness of this podcast, considering that you have district games that are going to be played later on tonight. Um, so, yeah, Devin, to the best of your ability, what do you um, what do you make a 10-6-A right now as far as um, – so if I have the standings right in front of me, Rockwall is – and you just correct me if I screw any of these up. Rockwall, first place, 5-0. and all right. Second place, Rockwall Heath, four and one. Third place, Skyline at three and two. Okay. And then you have <laughs> four, four one win teams. <laughs> four one win teams with Mesquite, Mesquite Horn, North Mesquite, and Tyler Legacy. All um, either one and three or one and four. Um, what do we. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we feel like we've got a long way to go in this district. <laughs> and, and you mentioned games tonight. Mesquite plays Tyler Legacy, yeah. and North Mesquite plays Rockwall. Regardless of what happens in those games, all four teams are still going to be alive in the race for the final playoff spot going into Saturday when you have these Saturday afternoon affairs. Yes. Um, the Monday Saturday schedule. Yes, and and there's, it's you know we could sit there. We, we've talked about some kind of point differential, you know, scenarios that so and so needs to beat. So, well, in this situation, as of the time we're doing the podcast, we don't know because all these teams just happen to play each other during this final week. Yeah, uh, and so it's not even uh, there's not even a starting point really, uh, with the exception of North Mesquite. Uh, in their victory over Horn, um, 
the popular thought is that tonight's the big one. Uh, Mesquite and Tyler Legacy uh, both control their own destiny. If they mm-hmm. win their final two, uh, then they're in. And uh, just kind of based on recent results, you know, Horn's coming off a really nice win over Skyline. Uh, that's, a, that's I mean, that kind of got them back into the playoff picture after an 0-4 start when a lot of people had kind of written them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kept their, uh, you know, their hopes alive, but they're still 1-4. They only have one game left, whereas uh, – and North Mesquite has two games left, but one of those is against Rockwall, which is going to be a really tall task yeah. tonight. Uh, whereas, again, Mesquite and Legacy uh, play one another tonight, and then Mesquite plays North Mesquite on Saturday. Uh, Legacy plays Horn on Saturday. So they control their own destiny. And just kind of looking at what they've been able to do, you know, Mesquite almost beat Rockwall Heath. Uh, last week, it, you know, it's 36-33. Uh, Tyler Legacy's teams to be riding in a form. They played North Mesquite, one of their fellow contenders, mm-hmm. and beat them 66 to nothing last week. So Jeez. those two teams seem to be getting uh, getting things together at the right time. Uh, and so the winner tonight will have the inside track. Now, obviously, as the season has showed, nothing is guaranteed. Um, and we could get into the tiebreaker situations uh, again like i say though i mean regardless who wins tonight regardless how things shake out mm-hmm. tonight all four of those teams will go into saturday still having a chance uh we'll kind of know a little bit more about the point differential situations and who has to do who uh, what against who mm-hmm. um but yeah talk about going down to the wire <laughs> and uh, and you know this there's no guarantee that these games get through i mean mm-hmm. how many times have we had a set plan on monday that we've had to change wednesday thursday even friday night because of a a positive test in oh, some yeah. program or another so uh you know we'll, hopefully everything will get settled on the field um and, and you know the, the way it should be and but it's like i say the next six days for 10 six days it's a lot a lot up in the air mm-hmm. and it should, it should be fun to, to, to cover let's close this out then with a look at district 66a <laughs> and what is uh what is on the line there um so yeah so david what we know so far about district 66a is that uh marcus good <laughs> they don't it's they don't have to they're district champs yeah marcus is uh five and oh they've um yeah they they were able to beat lewisville despite a little bit of a scare lewisville had a lead on him for a moment there in the third quarter of that game and then marcus pulled away emphatically and they wound up rolling to a 20 point victory so marcus wraps up the district title the first time in program history that they've won back-to-back district championships so they're in first place um at five and oh i believe um they'll be in division in the division two bracket mm-hmm. regardless of what happens um so marcus Though will be the top seed from this district in Division Two. Um, after that, though, it is just it's a just bit. a mess, and it's not, honestly it's not even worth mentioning losses because, as we've mentioned in the past, this district basically the first thing that they use to determine the four playoff teams is your total number of district wins. So Marcus has five district wins. Then you have four teams that have three district wins: Capel, Hebron, Louisville, and Plano West. All have three wins right now. Flower Mound is still on the hunt, too. They have two wins. And then Plano, Plano East, um, they've been eliminated from playoff contention. Plano, just one and three in district play. Plano East, 0 oh and 5. Um, so as far as trying to kind of sort out what this all means, because there's, um, I mean, there's three games on the schedule this week that are of, of relevance to the, um, to the playoff picture, and that is Hebert versus Louisville, two teams that are smack dab in that uh, that three-way tie for second place. Um, so you could construe that as a de facto playoff game of sorts. Then you also have Plano and Plano West. They play. And then Flower Mountain and Capel, two teams that are also in the hunt for a playoff spot. So basically the way that it's the way that the district tiebreakers are set up is, um, you know, if things 
happen nice and easy, and there's only you have to worry about maybe a two-way tie of sorts. Two-way tie, you simply look at head-to-head. If there's a three- or a four-way tie, though, you then look at your record versus common opponents. These are the district's separate guidelines in the event that the schedule was impacted by COVID, which obviously it was with Plano and Hebron having to shut down for uh, for two weeks. Um, you know, and then if the record versus common opponents is a part of, is part of any sort of three- or four-way tie or is, um, is the same, then you go to point differential, which, as we've mentioned, is a 17-point cap, which means if you basically if you beat a team by 21 points, only 17 of those count towards your point differential. So, um, as far as what this you know, like, and this is you know this is one of those scenarios that um, can be a bit of an ice cream headache because you have four of those five teams control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. So, Hebron, Capel, Louisville, and um, Plano West, yeah, sorry, yeah, those four teams that are tied for second, they all are in win-and-in mode. If they win their game on Friday, they're in. It's where if anything happens, let's, with Louisville Hebron, you know, the winner of that game is in regardless. So there's a scenario that I could find where the winner of that game misses out. But um, it's if you get some, uh, you know, some upsets elsewhere within those games. If Flyerman is able to uh, defeat Capel, if Plano is able to defeat Plano West, where you open yourself up to a little bit of chaos. Um, so from the Capel side of things, David, um, just kind of talk a bit about what on um, kind of what the approach is for this week, and kind of what you know as far as where Capel stands. Well, the the the, the simplest formula is if if they if Capel beats Flower Mound, they're in the playoffs. Yes, but you don't know like exactly where you're going to be seated just yet, mm-hmm. uh, because you can be they can be anywhere from like like a four seed, like a number four seed, or or you know maybe like a like a small school or a big school number two mm-hmm. where they're having to go against Allen or Geyer in the first round all the way up to like even like a big school number one because uh, Marcus, you know, they're going to be a, a small school. They're going to be a small school number mm-hmm. one regardless. Yeah. So it could be a scenario where uh, like Capel could, you know, face McKinney Boyd in the first round of the playoffs where like, like they like, you know, if I think if, like, Louisville Point of West loses, then Capel would be that big school number one right mm-hmm. there. So um, that, that would be, probably be the best scenario for them right there. Um, obviously, if they lose, they still have, like, you know, some chances to get in the playoffs. Yeah. But um, they would kind of need some help in some different facets. Um, obviously, you mentioned the point differential right there, which isn't looking, you know, a scenario that Capel doesn't want to go down to being, what is it, minus two, you said it was? It's, yeah, with Capel, actually, if so I tried to map out every scenario for these games that are at stake in the district. And Capel actually has probably the most pathways to the playoffs of anybody in the district of, yeah. those, of those teams that are at least could be part of this log jam because even if they lose to Flower Mound there are instances where if you um, you know if you factor in their record against common opponents because they were able to sweep those three Plano schools mm-hmm. that works in their favor in these circumstances so the only scenario that I was able to uncover where Capel would miss the playoffs would be I believe if Louisville wins Plano wins and if Flower Mound wins um, because again like you mentioned so yeah I mean because you get into all sorts of point differential chaos and because they only beat Plano by two points and whatnot so that would be something that kind of came back to bite them there but every other again that's the the lowest probability scenario yeah. of them all so Capella though is in a pretty advantageous spot mm-hmm. like you mentioned though which which bracket they're in could change because if one of the Plano schools make it obviously if Plano West makes it they're going to be division one if Louisville makes it they're going to be division one as well and and that would bump Capel down to Division Two with uh, with Marcus. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. So I mean, again, at the end of the day, they just have to win, and they're in control their own destiny and what part. And even if they lose, there's a lot of other scenarios that would take place. All they care about is making the playoffs. They missed the playoffs last year. They they want to get back.
back in the playoffs. They don't yeah. care who they play. Yeah. So, um, so Capella though was in a pretty advantageous spot, um, just in general. Um, like we said, that um, that that Hebron Louisville winner, they um, you know, they're the winner of that game gets in as well. The one thing about this, because it's such a, it was such a pain to have to construe this stuff, is you also have scenarios where, <clears throat> you know, these teams control their own destiny, but everybody outside of Outside of Flower Mound, for example, like West, Capel, Hebron, Louisville, they could all lose their games Friday, and there's still a pathway for them to get in. So that's just what makes this all even more of a an ice cream headache to try to sort through. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you're if you're playing a West, you get into the playoffs with a win or a combination of either a Louisville loss and a Capel win. Um, because, again, Plano West has that win over Louisville, so any sort of tiebreaker that then puts West and Louisville together, that winds up working in Plano West's favor. Um, as far as Hebron goes, they would get in with a win or a loss by Plano West because, again, Hebron just beat Plano West last week, so the tiebreakers work in their favor in that circumstance. With Flower Mounds, like I said, there is a pathway for them to get in, but they need a little bit of help. Um, they're in, obviously they have to win. They have to be Capel. There's no scenario where they lose that game and they get in because, again, they only have two district wins. Um, but then they would also need some help from Plano to defeat Plano West. And if that happens, at least from what I've been able to map out, Flower Mound gets in if those two upsets take place, if Plano wins and Flower Mound wins. So that's kind of what they're hoping for on Friday. Um, if I had to, uh, you know, if we're, um, you know, if we were, if we were betting men, where would we, um, you know, obviously the, because there's two of these games that have like, you know, Capel is, is the favorite in that game against Flower Mound and Plano West is the favorite in that game against Plano. Mm-hmm. Louisville, Hebron, feel like that one is a little bit closer, but mm-hmm. um, how do you, um, if you just had to, you know, just put a, uh, you know, just put a projection to it, how do you really see this all panning out on Friday? Well, I'm not usually much of a gambling man, but um, I, I feel like. I feel like Capel is going to win. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, f- I feel like for some reason I feel like they're going to be a, a big school number two. Okay, just the way like because Louisville, um, the way the, like the way their offense is built around. Like I, I feel like Kibern could put up some points, but not as much as Louisville can. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Louisville will probably get maybe that big school number one right there, mm-hmm. and then uh, that might leave. Uh, compelled to getting big school number two but i mean obviously as we've seen you know anything could happen i mean lewis hebron's that big you know mystery in this district right mm-hmm. there we you know it just you know with different personnel this season you know it you know they, they've shown that they can beat you know whoever they want to and and sometimes they might have a little bit tougher time against some other teams mm-hmm. so it, it it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Friday. Yeah, the quick and easy of all this is if Capel and Plano West take care of business. Yeah. At that point, then, that turns Hebron and Louisville into a de facto playoff game. Um, I'm kind of in line with you. I mean, Flower Mound is – they've been such a wild card. You know, in, in their games against Plano East and Plano, uh, and Plano Senior, they've averaged 63 points. They scored 63 on the dot against both those teams. And I believe if you look elsewhere in their schedule, they've averaged about 16, 17 points. So they're, um, they're a bit of a, a wild card at this time of year, but um, just given that track record, though, you would think that, again, Plano and Plano East, they're the teams that are not in the playoffs for a reason right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Capel certainly fits the profile of a team that Flower Mound has struggled against this season, so mm-hmm. I like Capel in that matchup as well. Me too. Rivalry stuff can be weird with these Plano ISD matchups, but still, I mean, I, I still give Plano West the uh, you know the edge over Plano, but I could see that being a bit of a closer game. Um, and then Hebron and Louisville. Um, yeah, I just I kind of like the ceiling of Louisville's offense and just the uh, just kind of the level that they can get to a bit more. Although Hebron, man, Hebron shocked me with that performance against Plano West because we've seen teams all season long really struggle with that COVID hiatus and having to 
take those three, basically going three weeks between games, and then you have Hebron come out and just look as good as it has all season and really kind of taking care of Plano West. So who knows? That's a team that was really shorthanded early on in the year, and this could be, um, you know, they're starting to finally round into form a bit at the uh, at the perfect time. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I, you know, for our sake, I hopefully it's a uh, it is a nice smooth sailing road as far as getting these four playoff teams. But uh, like it's just it's just been that kind of year. So uh, that's twenty twenty. Who knows what's at stake on Friday? So that's um that is a look as far as um kind of where things are at heading into the uh, into the final week of the regular season. Um, yeah, we'll uh we'll be back on Thursday to talk about our uh, our game of the week. We got five uh, five candidates. Some of the games that have just been mentioned on the podcast up for consideration on the website starlocalmedia.com. Go vote on uh, one of those five games. We'll be back to preview that game and some more on Thursday. So until then, folks, take care. We will talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.